All right, all right. Let's get back into it. Ken, how are you doing today, my friend? Good. How about yourself? You know, I got to go do a little pitch competition as soon as this is over. So I've got lots on my mind at the moment. <laughs> the entrepreneur's journey is never done. Always busy, always busy. Um, Ken, by the way, we are live on Twitter. Did you request yet? I don't oh. know. In any event, let's jump right into it. Welcome back, everybody, to the Created Economy. This is our weekly interview series. We'll be interviewing voices and players from the creator economy at large, discuss key topics impacting the growth of the creator economy. We do go live on Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Pacific time. You can find out more over at created.show, the official show page. We do stream on Facebook, YouTube, LinkedIn, Twitch, and Facebook. Twitter. Facebook. Didn't I say Facebook? I don't know. Uh, Facebook, Twitch, LinkedIn. And YouTube, Twitter Spaces Twitter as spaces, well. Yeah. So feel free to tune in for whichever experience is the optimal one for you. That may be video or audio. Um, also, we do have longer form content over at uh, createdeconomy.com in case you are interested in reading the show notes afterwards or finding some of the links maybe that we share. So feel free to tune into there as well. Uh, real quick, let's just move through um, a couple of slides here that we do have. I'm going to remember to do it. This is episode 14. We are excited to be here. Uh, do remember that we do have two shows a week. This is our interview series on Wednesdays and on Friday mornings at 8 a.m. Pacific time. We will also have uh, Created Briefs, which is our new show, uh, rounding up the weekly news from the creator economy. So we'll see you on Friday if you're, if you're missing this or watching it later. Also, feel free to follow us anywhere and everywhere. We are Created Economy on all the things, so you can find us quickly. Uh, we'd appreciate your follow, your sub, and whatever it may be. So without further ado, Ken, uh, today we've got our friend Steven Sunmonu. I, did I just mess it up? I can't remember. <laughs> uh, Steven uh, is joining us today. Um, we originally had planned, uh, it was actually going to be Antonio Gary Jr., who uh, you've all met in the past. Uh, he was on previously talking about Spore. But um, originally, we were going to have Antonio and Steven together, but we weren't able to, uh, Antonio couldn't make it today. But this was like, I think our scheduled, like maybe like third um, sh guest actually, or um, show, but since then, 14 episodes have happened or 13 <laughs> episodes have happened. Um, but, you know, that's how, how it works. We're find, trying to find the right schedule. But um, we are excited to have you here, Stephen. So let's bring you into the experience. Hey, um, Stephen. How's it going? Doing well, doing well. Good evening. Good afternoon, everyone. Yeah, absolutely. And if, if you don't know, so Stephen is um, one of the co-founders of the Black Creator Crew. We did meet originally um, on the Means of Creation Discord. Um, had some interesting conversations. I think you popped into uh, maybe After Dark one one episode, and that's how we got to chatting, and, and it was a that's great exactly combo. Right. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. Very, very, very metaverse-y. <laughs> Absolutely, right? <laughs> so before we go any further, though, Stephen, please tell us a little bit more about you, who you are, where, yeah. where you're based, et cetera, all the fun stuff. Sure. Appreciate it, guys. And, you know, fantastic show so far. I've been tuning into a lot of them, so uh, congratulations on being number 14. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a pleasure to meet everybody. I'm Steven. Uh, I'm from New York. I was born in Nigeria, but grew up primarily on Long Island and now preside in Harlem. Um, have been in the media entertainment space since college. Um, cut my teeth at a major record label that was has since been subsumed by Universal in transition over to Viacom, where I was at MTV and Nickelodeon for a while, was at Live Nation doing corporate strategy for the COO. Uh, went over to graduate school to, again, study media entertainment and kind of government, but through the lens of uh, media entertainment. And for the last couple of years, I'd say last four and a half years or so, have been doing 
M&A and private equity investing in the media entertainment space and, you know, the creator economy and, you know, NFTs, all that stuff is very much the melange that everyone's talking about. I, I, I spend a lot of time thinking about that. So uh, a lot of topical stuff to talk about tonight. Uh, real, I was just, I was going to do a quick follow-up, I guess. Yeah. Um, and obviously there's a lot of interesting things there to discuss as well, For sure. but we also, um, were intrigued when you guys launched the black creator crew. That's right. Can you give us a quick, you know, top level view of like, what is the black creator crew? Yeah. So the black creator crew really came out of a need that Antonio and I saw, um, you know, being someone who as obviously visibly diverse, we didn't really see a lot of communities and places that, you know, spoke to the challenges and the issues that creators are, are facing. And I would say that the immediate catalyst for it was uh, there was a New York Times article, I think Taylor Lorenz wrote about, um, you know, creators not getting their due. And there was a New York Times documentary that came out about, you know, black creators wanting to boycott TikTok. And we were like, dude, this is it. Like, we, this, this, this is obviously a very pertinent moment. Obviously, for our American viewers, this is coming, you know, almost a year after George Floyd. And so, the zeitgeist was very much topical around this, but again, you know, it's kind of like that startup thing where you know that a need exists, but you don't understand why it's not there. You kind of just do it yourself. And so, Antonio and I, we had been talking about kind of creating this this movement, this organization that ultimately is not only a space and community for Black creators, but really a resource for them, um, a resource for them to commune and collect resources among themselves, but also to put them in touch with, hey, you know, something got taken down on my YouTube channel. How do I get best in touch with YouTube to effectuate that change? Or, you know, down the line, hopefully some funding, right? You know, a, a big challenge for creators is around funding. And so particularly around minority creators and, and creators of color. And so, yeah, we just thought there was a need for it. And um, for both of us, it's also an experiment and, you know, we're loving it so far. So, uh, Stephen, I'm, I'm I kind of want to, before we get dive a little bit deeper into the Black Creator Crew, because I think sure. there's a lot of interesting insights we can get from there. Yeah. I want to know a little bit more about yourself, right? You, you talk about how did you get into the creator space? I know in, in a way it's because of through your job, through your yeah. M&A role, but how has your experience in the media and entertainment space, which is, let's call it more like the traditional space, right? Traditional media and entertainment, which is very scripted. And then it only mm -hmm. then like you can kind of say the unscripted the reality TV shows were pseudo creator, but now you get things on the internet where people are like truly off their authentic selves, right? Like America's got talent is it's highlights creators to a certain degree, but this is where you go find the next, uh, Justin Bieber, like YouTube yeah. and actually, Twitch. Well, actually, look, Ken, uh, is that a fair description? Like, are those folks creators in your mind? I, you know, because we had when we had Martin on musician, we there was a somewhat of a distinction between a musician and a creator. I'm curious, you know, but are those how different? Do you, how do you define the creator? Yeah, sure, Stephen. Yeah, what? what do you, how, do you, how would you define a creator? Yeah, I mean. To me, a creator is not just one who is quote unquote artistic in the sense of music or poetry. Like in some respects, you guys are also creators, right? Mm -hmm. You know, this is an art form. You guys are, you know, you guys have phenomenal equipment. You guys are scripting out stuff. You guys are, you know, kind of broadcasting stuff. Um, you know, in some respects, myself and Antonio are also creators um, mm -hmm. in the sense that we are trying to create a community. We're trying to create a movement. And so for me, you know, the traditional lens, as you astutely mentioned, Ken, around traditional media, it's all been around 
the creators in the traditional sense of musicians, artists, whatever, but also a lot of gatekeepers. And so I see the creator economy as a, um, a pseudo lack of gatekeepers in some respects. Obviously, you know, we know that platforms are a tremendously big creators, but, you know, there's been a new movement that we're all taking part of where, you know, like you don't necessarily need to go to a record label to put out a hot song. You don't yep. need to, you know, work at Warner Brothers to create phenomenal film or TV content. And so in the traditional sense, um, the reason I got into the creator economy, because, you know, as I saw my career being, you know, limited by gatekeepers, I was like, you know, I want to, you know, be with the rebels and uh, hang out with them. And particularly that's where the world is going, right? If you want to scope out the creator economy, it's really about the future of work mm -hmm. um, in terms of how people are being disintermediated from traditional jobs. And, you know, you just want to latch on to really, really big trends, particularly if you're able to help people out. And then how did you take your experience in the, like, let's talk about the your media and entertainment side, yeah. right? From uh, Nickelodeon, Viacom, all these other things. And how does that inform your your analysis? And, and how does that inform what you do at Black Creator Crew to, to reach out to these creators, these influencers, these the people that don't want to be beholden to traditional gatekeepers? Yeah, it's a really good question. Um, I would say the way that I look at it is on one end, it's great to have the big brands behind me because mm -hmm. you do get those introductions to people and they're responsive to that because they either want to work with those brands or they know that you understand how the traditional media entertainment infrastructure works such that you can help them out. So that's certainly helpful. And, and then I would say because of, you know, the relationships and goodwill that I've, I personally built up in my career throughout, and certainly Antonio itself too, like we can have conversations with venture investors and, you know, my friends and colleagues who are, you know, the chief of staff at big media company or the court, head of corp dev at X media company. And because they're reading about the creator economy in the New York Times, and there's a friend in me who can say, hey, I have a direct line into, you know, actual creators, they want to be on the cutting edge as well, too, right? Um, right. And so that I, I would say that's been the probably the best analysis that, you know, the way that I look at the space is basically help helping each of them talk to each other. All right. Okay. So let's let's talk, dive a little bit into the Black Creator Crew, right? This yeah. is you when did you when you announced it a few months ago actually right around the time when we started broadcasting the creative right. economy so that was right. three about three months what is the uh and you've already given us a, a background about it like kind of the foundation behind it can you tell us where how it, how it's gone so far like how is the what's progress been like yeah. uh and what are you looking for and how do you how are you enlisting like enlisting help from other from partners what whoever right. these partners are and how are you in uh, uh, appealing to creators yeah so all great questions so i would say in terms of kind of how it's been going so far i think and this is kind of funny so you know the way that i've come up in the business world has been um traditionally through like theory and like you know theory of management you know i got an mba from Wharton, got a government degree from harvard went to duke undergrad so very like traditional <laughs> you do this you do that you do this Whereas the creator economy, you guys know this, like there are no rules, there's no gatekeepers, there's no one saying <laughs> because you did X, Y, Z, you now have the right to do ABC. Right. So even throwing up a landing page was like, you know, very much a learning experience for me. And 
um, you know, even putting my face, like my face on the website, I was like, oh my God, do I need to get like talk to compliance or anything? <laughs> and so the outpouring, honestly, guys, the outpouring was tremendous, both from you guys, but also internally in the group chat or the Discord chat that we're in. But frankly, more importantly, just from creators of color that were just like, finally, yes, yeah. thank you. Right. And so I found out about so many, not only just like actual artistic creators who were going for this thing, but also builders who were like, yes, we're building the, I don't know, the only fans for, you know, uh, women of color who want to get their hair done. I didn't even know that was a thing, but <laughs> we put the beacon out, we put the bat signal out. So yeah. in terms of progress, yeah, we've signed up a couple hundred people. It's going great. You know, we need wow. to actually, you know, make sure that we are also building community for them. We're going to set up a, a private Instagram first because discords take a little bit to kind of get rolling as kind of we all know the one that we're in um you know we are putting together a compendium if you will of resources that say hey if you want to start you know video blogging these are the three best softwares or this is the three best hardwares etc so i think right now the first phase is that we want basically just want to be a resource to them from an education perspective next phase will be then being building that truly building that community um so that you know, it could be self-sufficient. And then the third phase, the one that Antonio and I are more excited about is how do we enlist partners to actually help fund and kind of get a lot of these creative endeavors off the ground? Yeah, because I was curious about, like, how would you, if you had to label, like, what yeah. Black Creator Crew, uh, I would because there's a whole bunch of different things that I was, yeah. I thought it would be, yeah. when you go to the website, it's like a, you know, join now. I'm like, join now, what does that, what does that mean, join yeah. now? Join now as in, I, I am a creator, I want to be a part of this, or right. join now, hi, I'm an investor or a builder or a brand and I want to part, you know, help out, you know, reach uh, 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 black creators or, or creators of color, uh, or, you know, who are like, any, or is it, just, is, it, is it a general thing? So I, I'm wondering, it's like, <laughs> at first I thought, are you an accelerator? Are mm. you an incubator? Are you a, uh, a fund? Right. And it seems like, based on what you just said, you're all of those, like at what right now, you're just like, okay, we're just going to be this, like a high, like a high school counselor of sorts. Right. <laughs> and, right. And, and I don't mean that in a derogatory fashion, but it's like, right. Hey, we're going to help you figure this out. We're going to see what we can do. Like if we need to play matchmaker or offer you this assistance, a tutorial about like, you know, how to set up that landing page or how right. to reach, you know, so-and-so or, you know, these partnerships or whatever. And then later on, okay, we'll do some sort of a, we'll have that community, then we'll pair it up and then maybe do some sort of incubator or accelerator of, of something of that, of that caliber. Yeah, I think that's right. I think that's right. I think, um, you know, certainly there's opportunity for us to refine the message a little bit more, mm -hmm. uh, you know, Candidly speaking, this was one of those things where it was like a sprint for Antonio and I we were like, dude, let's just do this. Let's do it right before. <laughs> Uh, we wanted to launch right before uh, Juneteenth, you know, which is the right. traditional celebration of when uh, African Americans found out slavery was over in America. And so this is, you know, this is that's June 19. We were like June 18th. Let's do this. <laughs> so we sprinted out and do it. You know, we wanted to build in public and kind of just get it yeah. out there. So certainly opportunities for us to refine it. Um, and I'd say intentionally we put it as you know as amorphous as possible externally. Mm -hmm. But I would say behind the scenes, you know, we're working to go out to specifically to creators right now um to get them on board and again those creators tend to be not just you know youtubers or tiktokers we have photographers who've joined some yeah. writers yeah because we find that like certainly visual medium um creators are the ones who get a lot of the press and publicity mm -hmm. but you know a lot of them kind of have similar needs where it's like you just tell me like 
if I need to find a contract term sheet, like where to, like where to look, right. And yeah. You can kind of like, you know, melange a lot of different stuff. So I would say that, yeah, our, our general purpose is to be all those things all at once, but certainly, you know, as you build a startup, you kind of really want to focus in on your niche and, and our niche right now tends to be those, you know, TikTokers, uh, like YouTubers that we're talking to in the background. But do, um, so to follow up on that, I guess a bit, yeah. um, do you see there's, um, you know, there's been an ongoing discussion about is the creator economy, the gig economy, or is it morphing mm. into the gig economy? Um, some of what you described feels like some of the essentials of just being a good business person, right? right. Um, wh what kind of, um, I guess, you know, unique or not even unique, I guess, obstacles just are you seeing are rising to the top in terms of people trying to overcome? Um, and are there any that you feel are unique, say, to sort of like black creators, maybe that other groups um, aren't experiencing or, or, or are finding yet? Uh, besides discovery, which I get is absolutely, yeah. you know, uh, like a huge thing, which, you know, I think that the, the, the ability, the existence of your group is trying to sort of start to address some of that problem, but like what's, what's bubbling up from inside. Yeah. I love that question because it, 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 it assumes that like, if you can solve something for one group, it kind of impacts everybody else. So I, I'm, I'm really excited to answer this question. I would say that probably the number one or one of the top ones that keeps coming up is like, frankly, a lot of them are just aren't business savvy. They're just very, they're very good at the creative. They're very good at the creative stuff, but just they're, they're just not comfortable with uh, negotiation. They're just not comfortable with understanding, like, how do I um, articulate my needs to a brand or, and again, not saying we're trying to be like a brand management agency or anything else like that. But even like, can you take a look at my, can you just basically look over my shoulder as I read through this contract, stuff like that, where I do that stuff all the time for my job. And, I would say a lot of this stuff, it's like half counselors. So going back to Ken's right. point, a lot yeah. of it is just like being that, you know, second opinion or just being that kind of person who holds their hand, making sure that they're not being taken advantage of, um, understanding that they know their options are not just this one platform, that you can go to other platforms that are frankly competing for your for your for your followers right now. And then I would say the second part that you know I want to impress upon all creators, not just creators of color, is to frankly know your worth. And that's mm -hmm outside of like brand deals, meaning, you know, YouTubers, I, I, I would imagine a lot of YouTubers make the vast majority of their revenue um, who have kind of pseudo made it from other stuff that is not YouTube, whether it's merchandising or speaker series, stuff like that. And so, you know, I encourage every creator to, you know, use social media, whatever platform it may be as the top of your funnel. And then you want to siphon, you know, or you want to you know, push some followers and uh, other people towards the more lucrative higher margin parts of your funnel, which tend to be courses or merchandise or speaker series, et cetera. And so I would say those are two things that kind of bubble up the most where like, can you just help me think through this business problem? And then two, how do I monetize off of, you know, this other stuff? Yeah. And, and, it, and it's interesting because I'm now using that resources to um, help out college students who are athletes. So I spend a lot of time in the NIL space for work and they have, zero idea like nothing like zero idea how to even set up an well, it just sort of happened too very quickly right exactly. like suddenly everyone's like available to to monetize exactly exactly so you know frankly you know this is an experiment for myself and antonio as well too of you know most of my time i'm talking to ceos and head of corp dev etc who like get it but then talking to a creator like you need to like you know not explain to me like I'm five, but you have to, you know, put it in terms that they understand. And then I'm using a lot of those key learnings to help actual 
children out in terms of 18 year old. Quick follow-up related yeah. to that, I guess. Um, you know, I, I've experienced this often and I've heard this from creators. Um, some don't want to be business people. That's right? true. That's true. <laughs> is, are you finding that? And have you found any tips or um, techniques for how to, to make people sort of understand the entrepreneurial parts of their, their new lifestyle that they've chosen? Um, I haven't come across that specifically, but it is an interesting commentary because frankly, you're also seeing that in the entrepreneurship space as well too, right? There's been a huge rise of what's called, um, you know, people who bootstrap or the indie hackers, right? Mm -hmm. And so as opposed to those who want to just do VC funding and go to the moon, right? So it is interesting to your point, Greg, around, um, there's some creators who are just like, yeah, like this is either a, a side hustle for me. Like, I don't want to be you know, the Emma Chamberlain's or the Jake Paul's or whatever. Right. Um, this is just fun for me. And there are other ones who are just like, I would do it, but I'm either too afraid to ask for help or be, you know, I don't think I can do it. Right. And so I think I spent a lot more time with the people who potentially have that kernel of, of, I want to do it. I just don't frankly know how to do it. Gotcha. Steven, can you walk us through like some stats, right? I think you've highlighted some of the things that are, um, that black creators or creators of color have endured on mm. on these platforms. Uh, you talked about like we, we, we you referenced you know with with TikTok. Um, there's issues. There's actually a protest uh, right now right. on on Twitch uh, where uh, streamers are are upset about uh, perceived inaction by Twitch on mm. on hate raids. Yeah. Um, so there's a lot of these things that come up, but I don't think people. Like you hear them in the periphery, and they and they only come up to the surface when they're big news. But obviously, this is a thing that a lot of a lot of people of color endure uh, on the internet. So, yeah. but can you give us, um, based on your 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 research or your analysis, like, can you kind of lay down the landscape, like how massive of of a problem is this, and for and and what are the obstacles that Black creators are 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 facing? Yeah, so I don't necessarily have specific stats, but you know, anecdotally, and you can you can read this stuff all everywhere. Um, and again, this happens not just for creators of color, but also female creators as, as well too. Is that mm -hmm. there is because there is a lack of transparency, you know, using brand deals for example. There's, there's a lack of transparency around what this brand is paying that brand, and so you have a lot of creators that are just taken advantage of, mm -hmm. and that is particularly rife amongst uh, creators of color where. Um, you know, I remember reading about this one story where um, this brand invited a couple of creators out to, I don't know, some, some, like some event. And they were all like hobnobbing amongst each other, like, oh, like, I got this, I got that. And the creators, they're, like, they're all basically got the same, like, brief and everything else, did their work, whatever. And, you know, the black creator finds out that they were paid, like, you know, a tenth or a third okay. of what everybody else is paying. And so that's just like one anecdote, but you know, mm -hmm. there's so many stories where and those again, New York Times story, which is where I first found out about this, where, you know, either a, the, the brand won't pay the black creator at all. Mm -hmm. um, so we'll give them free product, which again is not specific to black creators. It's probably yeah. just magnified by that. Um, and then, you know, the person who's not black is getting actual, actually paid. Right. And so that happens a lot, you know, again, a lot of these brands, they can't afford it, but it's, it's 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 just unfair it's just really yeah, unfair yeah. so i think at some point creators definitely need to you know band together and find resources and partners that will help them articulate that and, and there's a couple companies that are coming out 
right now um, that we can talk about. But uh, but yeah, I would say that that's probably the most ripe one in terms of just, just pay people. Actually, related to that, I guess you know, and to Ken's point, there there's been several movements or sort of you know protests of of one form or another. Do you imagine a future where creators are more unionizing in some way um, or organizing in a more formalized structure as opposed to sort of ad hoc? I think so, or, or at least I can see that. You know, um, in February of 2020 or 2021, I can't remember. Um, you know, influencers were officially added to SAG-AFTRA. That's you know, right. Yeah. Jack Afra is the, for, for your viewers who don't know, that is the Screen Actors Guild. I, I don't know what the AFTRA stands for, but the Screen Actors Guild, which is essentially like, you know, the union for actors, right? They were added to there, not only for health insurance, but just for, you know, lobbying, et cetera. So that's some part of it. I think there's probably a lot more movement around unionization that I'm seeing coming out of Europe, uh, particularly the UK, where, you know, there are more, um, how can I say this politely? Uh, they're 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 more uh, you know coalesced uh, society than mm -hmm. than Americans are. More progressive. Um, yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> let's use that. Let's use that. So <laughs> I think at the end of the day, probably, and I think you know there are some you know luminaries in the creator economy space who would love to see that happen. Um, What's so the context though? In I so I, this is the thing I've always had a, a little bit of yeah. a challenge with is who are you unionizing against? Right. Like, you know, like, sir, like a union is sort of like a representative body to someone. Would it be to the platforms then? Like, you know, like or would there be like a YouTube one or would it like be horizontal? Like, I'm just trying to understand more. What kind of shape would it take if it happened? Yeah. I mean, I think my answer is certainly still evolving on this, but I think the platforms would make the most sense. So you could have like a TikTok one or a one that's specific for that, or you could have it be functioning based, right? Where the comedians all get together or the mm. musicians all get together, right? I think the most prominent one that we've seen, which I believe was cross platform um, was the dancers, right? You know, a lot of African-American dancers were like, you are not even giving us the credit for our, you know, for our dance moves. Um, so we're not even gonna give you guys anything, right? And there was definitely a dramatic drop in terms of usage on, I think it was TikTok, that was a platform, but you also saw that on YouTube. And now there's actually companies now, um, I saw one startup that is helping creators, uh, like, like dance move creators actually like copyright their dance moves so that they mm -hmm. can actually get some some recognition and hopefully some, um, some restitution for that. So I think this stuff all evolves. I think um, down the line as the internet uh, becomes web 3.0, becomes a little bit more decentralized. I think the platforms have to have less power, but you know, I don't necessarily know what that looks like in that web 3.0 world. Do you anticipate, like, the, in terms of the evolution? And I, let's let's talk like three years from now, or actually, yeah. let's talk a year from now because the creator economy <laughs> space moves at a rapid pace, right? right. Um, do you anticipate Black Creator Crew essentially? Because we talked about like, oh, you're now this, you know, from a high school counselor, a school <laughs> counselor, let's call it school counselor, uh, or to you know, an accelerator slash incubator slash right. and then event maybe like a, a maybe its own funding arm right you know right. do you anticipate going into advocacy right mm -hmm. like, not necessarily lobbying per se yeah. right but advocacy where you your organization can play a role in shaping these type of things like for example there was something you said earlier that caught my eye that, that raised this question where you know there's you're, you're maybe changing, forming new laws, right? It's like, for example, to Greg's point, how like, okay, you can create a union, right? It's like, okay, right. these 
uh, like these the, the these black creators are like, okay, we're upset about you know the, the appropriation of of our dances, so we're you know some are going to copyright them, uh, but not everyone knows how to do that. Like if I I wouldn't know where to start. Like um, how do I patent this? Like how do we, it takes a while to do all those type of things? So I get where why I would come to you. Like hey Stephen, help me out with this. Right. But maybe there's something a little bit more universal that needs to be set in place from a legislation from a legislative standpoint. Like, do you anticipate your your organization kind of being at the forefront of that and saying, "Hey, we see this happening from uh, uh, across the internet. We think there should be more protection for them, for for creators, and so this is what we we are going to advocate for. Like, okay, we're going to advocate not necessarily from a political standpoint, mm-hmm. but you know, from a collective standpoint or, or something yeah. like that. Do you see that? Or I guess happen? just what is the future you imagine, right? Like, I mean, obviously, I think legislative is great use case yeah. but are there other things you're thinking about like doing yeah i think i think for us we want to be um just as helpful to as many people as possible within the space so you know certainly our number one priority is helping creators out with a lot of the things you just laid out ken so whether that is education resources connections etc you know in terms of like you know advocacy and changing um kind of how the, the game is structured you know I think legislatively, you know, if you're getting to my government degree stuff, like that would be, you know, amazing if I had that power and influence. Like I'd probably be doing a lot of other things too. You I'll very talk. well could. Don't, don't. We'll mark. We'll bookmark this exactly. timestamp. Yeah. Um, but you know, candidly, you know, when we launched the Creator Economy, I reached out to you know I have like really good friends from business school who are um, at TikTok or at YouTube and focus a lot on the Creator Economy. And I was like, hey guys, like I'm doing this. This is really interesting. Like we're gonna get some really interesting feedback. Like, if I do hear of interesting things that pertain to you in terms of how we can, you know, make your platform better for creators, like, what's the best way to go about doing that? And they were incredibly receptive to that, right? I don't think that, you know, I think I think we probably spend a lot of time bashing a lot of platforms, and certainly rightfully so, but I don't think that there is malintent behind a lot of the, the right. rules and regulations and policies that these platforms have. You know, they have to put food on their um, kids' tables as well, too, the people who work there. Um, so I think they, they are open, particularly the zeitgeist and the conversation that's going on. So the long-term vision that I have for, um, that Antonio and I have for a Black Creator Crew is such that we are, I don't want to say like the NAACP or like, you know, that kind of thing, but kind of similar where it's like, hey, like this is a place that this is very much a um, neutral opportunity to just engage all stakeholders in the creator economy space, particularly to uplift and uh, empower black creators, but we're not taking one side or the other. We're basically just trying to make it equitable for everybody. And you know, sure. there's an opportunity that like, like, for example, I would love for YouTube and TikTok and everybody else to fund us, or at least come to our conferences, right? We don't want to pick and choose one or the other. Right. How, um, so just, um, just to practically speaking, I guess, yeah. how, how does it work? Um, like what's the structure of the organization itself? Like, um, are there mentors as well, or are there other parties involved? Yeah. And like, how do how do we get involved, you know, to to help? Great question. So again, very much still in building phase. You know, this is very much um, I wouldn't even call it a side hustle. It's very much a labor of love. You know, we saw an opportunity and we we're going to put our enough time into it. But you know, until now we have day jobs. So the structure right now is us two. You know, we feel everybody comes in and we'll do like um, you know, we do sessions with them. So field resources. Um, I put together an air table of you know resources that I mentioned. The top three things you need to know about getting into vlogging. Send that out to you. 
Um, we are in the process of thinking about hiring a, um, a social media manager because I'm just terrible at socials. <laughs> I'm just horrible at it. It is a lot of work, right? It's a lot of work. <laughs> so much work. I didn't, I did not appreciate it. I, and again, you need to know this about yourself. Yeah. Um, Everyone who thinks like this creator stuff is easy. Dude, does not try to like, not, just, just try one week of it. You'll, one you'll week. Die. I mean, oh my gosh. <laughs> like, and to do that on top of a full-time job and yeah. you have like a life going on, it's just crazy. So we're going to hire someone most likely to kind Who of gave you a life. You're not allowed to have a life. Come on, man. You got work <laughs> exactly, to do. Right? Exactly right. I'm already burnt out. I'm already burnt out. Um, and then, yeah, in terms of the mentor part, you know, I have my own network of mentors and stuff like that. And I've reached out to people who are interested in the creator economy space. And so, you know, once we do have something that's a little bit more concrete around um, a program, people mm-hmm. who actually dedicate time to do it, because we also don't want to do it ad hoc and willy nilly. This, yeah. this, this, this is people's lives we're helping. So we want to be thoughtful about it. Um, so yeah, in terms of the way that you guys can help out, and I would love to have you guys on board as potential mentors. Like if there's a vlogging or blogging track, you know, you guys would be the preeminent uh, instructors <laughs> for sure. Um, certainly, if there is a you know a short like a white short sleeve button down shirt convention, uh, uh, you guys would crock that as well too. <laughs> oh, you didn't? We didn't include that in the calendar invite, right? You yeah, know, there was a, there was a dress code for this. There yeah. was a dress code, and you clearly missed it. So. Exactly, exactly. Um, but no stuff like that, right? This is very much a labor of love, and it's a community building effort. Yeah. And, um, the thing I love about this space is that everyone is just so generous with their time and energy that uh, we would be remiss to not include everyone and everybody who's yeah. in the career economy space. We we do have, by the way, plans. Uh, Ken and I are, well, you know, tirelessly putting more <laughs> stuff out. Um, we are planning a new show here oh, no that, um, that hopefully will start this month um, that's actually going to be office hours for creators. Oh, cool. I love yeah. that. And, and the goal being much to the point that you're having is to have a bunch of um, the experts that we know and mentors that we know that can offer advice where creators can come. But the goal being to do it in public so that everyone can learn from this sort right. of conversation, right? right. So we, we want to give you the fast pass Very um, much appreciate and that. fast yeah. track to, 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 one, help us in, in these, those calls, but also I think to, you know, to bring the, the crew through um, if they need help. Love yeah. it, love it, love it. Yeah, I mean, me personally, you know, I know as I've gotten older, I've realized what my competitive advantage is, like what my unique selling position is. And for me, it's just connecting people, right? And so, you know, I'm not an expert in putting creative stuff together. Like I'm just not. Um, but I love being around creative people and I love and enab- helping them enable their dreams and connecting them with people that can, you know, empower their dreams. And so, you know, I've I'm very grateful for that opportunity to eventually work with you guys to you know help you guys work with our creators. Yeah, and for anyone listening, by the way, uh, what um, I, I know there's obviously the space is huge and there's so yeah. many angles to it. Are there any particular kinds of mentors you're hoping to have more expertise on? Yeah, I think one is just like practical people, such like you guys who you know are in the trenches doing this stuff. Like, hey, this this mic just went bust. Like, what do I do now? Or like, how do I vamp for the next? Right. <laughs> what's going on with his whatever, like that stuff is super critical, um, you know, where we definitely want to spend a lot of time and where kind of, again, my unique background comes in is, you know, people who want to help creators run a business and by run a business, it's not just like, you know, I signed up on Shopify and I'm doing this. It's like, all right, dude, like, do you understand like where your supply chain is coming from? Do you understand like, how to set up an LLC versus an S corp or C corp. Mm-hmm. Do you actually understand like how to read this brand agreement? Um, 
you just got a takedown notice. Like, what does that mean for you? Stuff like that. That is a little bit, you can find it out on your, by yourself, but you, it's, it's very much a wild, wild west, if you will. Um, and so just having like a one-stop resource where we can at least point you in the right direction or at least allay some of your fears. That is kind of, you know, where I see us spending a lot more of our time. So do you, I mean, you're, you're, Greg was asking more about like the mentors, like the individual, like oh, the mentors, more, yeah, individual mentors. Do you see at some point you partnering with builders or other creators in that space? Because to what you're talking, that litany of stuff that you just uh, um, laid out is very much things that I think entrepreneurs, normal entrepreneurs have to deal with, mm -hmm. right? I think, you know, you're, you're talking about, oh, how to set up an LLC and everything like that. I'm like, um, hi. Yeah. I, <laughs> I've, I had, I've had to do that before. I still have no idea how to do that. Right. I'm not, I'm not sure I want to do it now, but in case like, uh, Steven, you and I are going to be emailing <laughs> quite often <laughs> and figuring this stuff out. Right. But, but you're talking about with like how to interact with brands and, and whatnot. You and Antonio are just two people, right? And, right. and you don't, you may, to be honest, you, you may not know everything about, you know, the, the creator space and that's fine. So, and then you, you, we've already said that you're going to be looking at different partners and, and connecting people that you're building up a network. That's going to be a, a powerful thing. And so do you anticipate you work some of those partners being things like, uh, uh, like a creator economy talent agency or, uh, you know, entrepreneurs that are building these type of things like, uh, like, past guests that we may have had on our, on our show that are building interesting stuff that, and that are, that are investing in NFTs that are building on the blockchain or actual creators themselves. Like, do you anticipate kind of reaching out and, and saying, Hey, can you, can y'all help me out with this? And cause we have people that can, you know, cause then you're building a, a stronger community. Is that something that's in the pipeline for you guys? One 1000%. And, you know, as I mentioned at the outset, we've had a number of, um, builders who are people of color who reached out and said, how can we help you? Right? Like mm -hmm. this is the Avengers. Like, how can we help out Wakanda? Like, how can we come to your, come to your aid? And certainly, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm currently in on deck right now. Um, mm -hmm. you know, thinking about what I want to do next. And one of the great resources besides the community and the, um, and, uh, you know, like the, the, the structure that they provide is just frankly, like the free stuff and like, just like the connections to, yeah companies that can help you out, whether it's with accounting or marketing, et cetera. And so, yeah, I mean, if you talked about the advocacy part in the last prior conversation we had, Ken, you know, I would say the more critical part besides the advocacy is just like, how do we just help you across the boards? And that's when we involve partners. Um, you know, I think I can speak for Antonio where I sit, I, like when I say that we don't have a monopoly on good ideas. Okay. <laughs> And so, you know, all ideas are welcome. All partners are welcome. This is an effort that I think, you know, is focused on the black community, but certainly is something that can be broadcast out to, um, you know, other broader communities that ultimately need the, the, the kind of work that we're working on. Now, you, you touched a little bit on this a few times, and I was just curious to, yeah. to, to hear, what are your thoughts on this sort of Web3 evolution and sort of the role, I think, in sort of democratizing, you know, sort of access, opportunity, et cetera. You know, how do you see this playing out? And do you have any creators that are you know, already actively doing any of these things? Um, not not as of yet. I would say I know probably one or two builders who are building for that. Um, they're building, you know, the Web 3.0 for, um, 
kind of fan engagement and tokens, et cetera. Um, I'm, a, I'm a big believer in the space, um, definitely. I think by virtue of being in the creator economy, I think you have to, like, otherwise they kick you out of the, the club. <laughs> but certainly I'm a, I'm a big fan. Um, I think particularly because I, I bought my it. first NFT yesterday. You did? Oh, what'd yeah. you buy? It's an alien. it's an artist illustrator but it's very interesting like you know i mean i probably lost like i probably lost as much as the thing costs like (laughs) in fees but you know um, it was interesting but yeah i mean i am curious sorry i just wanted to say like what do you think what are you hoping for yeah so so the the way that i envision this happening um and again this is more i i I probably view it more from the traditional media sense as i spend most of my brain and time there but Talking to a lot of my friends and clients who are in the traditional media sense, they see the opportunity in terms of like this is just found money in terms of NFTs and et cetera. But you know, I think you gotta think, you gotta think past the art and the collectibles component of it. I think, you know, you guys probably know this better than I do. I think the real opportunity is um is the the utility and functionality of some of these tokens and NFTs where they will open up fan experiences, um, branded opportunities, um, backstage to this, X to that, um, you know, in fantasy, they can open up if, if Ronaldo scores a goal, the NFT does X, Y, Z through the programmable, con- programmable contracts. But then the third order of that is like a new business model entirely. So you're seeing that in gaming with play to earn, um, you're seeing that where, you know, where you can have royalties that are you know, tied to some of these contracts. And so I think it really opens up the opportunity, particularly for um, traditional media companies to engage with their fans, but then also like hopefully like peel back a little bit of the centralization and like the gatekeeping that they've historically had because they ultimately will have to because this new technology is going to open up everyone's mind to like what new possibilities are similar to a way that the internet did. And I think that's going to be great for creators because they'll actually be able to to better engage as well with fans, but also frankly with bigger media companies and bigger brands that are, you know, that are going to want to have their expertise and, and their and their knowledge with regards to Web 3.0. So that was uh, you raise another good point there. Uh, I want to follow up on that. Is you were talking about earlier in the show um, the the inequities uh, between you know black creators and mm-hmm. and and it was specifically with with brands right brand mm-hmm. deals and everything like that. And then you also brought up that how creators are. Uh, they need to diversify um, their, you know, their, their, they can't just be like, oh, we're all in on, on YouTube. Like they got to yeah. go off YouTube and, and do like merchandise or courses or, you know, X, Y, and Z. All great. I think those are universal, but all things being equal, they're not equal, right? And so how are you in, in, in this conversation about decentralization and, mm-hmm. and Web3, how how much of that is being, would you be pushing on creator, on the creators that are coming into, that are joining you in this early stage? Because mm-hmm. there might be thinking like, oh, how do I set up this LLC? Right. Or how do yeah. I do this landing page? Like very super basic stuff. Like I just want to get up and running. Right. But they may not be thinking like, oh, well, you know, I, I can just create this and I'll have a, have a brand deal with like Tide or, or, or with uh, uh, GoPro or, you know, whatever right but they're not thinking like you know the realities of everything they're not thinking of a, of a, of a much bigger picture and how to mm-hmm. make how to basically own their presence instead of having it being dictated by another by a brand or some some other outside forces like how much are you help you know advocating on that on that part in terms of 
that they should be using what if, if I understand the question correctly. And just just in terms of embracing the decentralization, embracing uh, diversifying their got it their portfolio, if you will, right? Got it, got it. Yeah, I, I mean, listen, I think at the end of the day, there's probably two questions in, in that, um, or two 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 like two ways to look at it. One. Um, I think that creators at the end of the day, they just want to get paid. So whether you told them it was through PayPal versus tokens, like they're, they're fine with it. I think the bigger challenge is like, how do you get the fans to go through this web 3.0 type stuff, right? So you got to download a wallet, you got to figure out what your key is, you got to remember your key phrase. So oh God, that's the biggest issue. It's so horrible. <laughs> yeah. It's just like the UI UX is just not there yet um, across the board, right? And so. Yeah. I, I think the getting the creators is probably the easy part, but the creators are not going to follow unless the fans are there. And the, right now the fans are just, just the, there's so much education that needs to get done. So frankly, I'm not really touching that area with black creator crew as of yet, because I just think yeah. like it's important that they know about it. And if yeah. those who want to lean in for sure. But I mean, I don't think that necessarily their holy grail of sorts or their, their, you know, benchmark should be like, Hey, I'm starting this, starting off and, oh, you know what? I just want to do brand deals. Like that's right. where I'm going to get my money from. That's where I'm going to be, get rich off of. And like, that could be the case, right? I mean, there's some that are making, they're doing well, well, right. quotation well, right? <laughs> but many, many are not, right? And so. M and most it, are not though, right? Right, I mean, most uh, are not. Yeah, and it gets this study. Uh, you remember these influencer marketing hub had done that study, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. there's in below the poverty line or something. Yeah, forty six percent of creators have been building an audience for four plus years, earn over twenty thousand annually. And it's right? and it's and if you break it down by by uh, by race, it's probably <laughs> it's probably a lot lower, right? For based on the based on 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 race or whatever, right? I mean, right. Right. Uh, and that's just me. I don't know. I don't know for sure. So, I'm, but I'm assuming, right? So, when they come to you. Right. And they're thinking, oh, we're going to do a brand deal. It's like, should they not also be thinking like maybe it's like, sure, you can go do these brand deals. And yeah. and certainly you have the expertise. Uh, you and Antonio have that expertise. Say, OK, here's how you get the brands. And then you know how brands are thinking and you're you're educating brands on how to diversify their uh, their choice of who they work with, which mm -hmm. is great. But maybe it's also like telling the creators, hey, you don't have to necessarily work with brands. That's not should be your end all be all monetization goal. But here's things that you should be doing. Like maybe think about doing like a, a creator coin or setting up a, setting up your own merch or doing this course or, you know, X, Y, you know, all this other stuff. Like is that yeah. that I'm, I'm, I would just I think that might be the way. I don't know if that's I, I, but I think it's like um, career planning kind of back to our right. high school analogy. Right. Yeah. Uh, Ken, because I, I think, you know, Stephen, you, and you, you can confirm or deny this, but I, for one, I have a, a little bit of a bias. I think like all creator tools should largely focus on cash orientation first because we need to get people to the point that they can go from um, passion or side hustle to sort of part time to full time. Right. Like and that part is still fundamentally broken. Right? Um, right, right. And a bunch of crypto with high gas fees is not pay your rent. Right. right. Um, but I do think to Ken's point. Um, and, and maybe you've seen this as well. Uh, the starting point in the journey you plan should be intentional, right? Because as we know, it's gotten harder to get to very large audience now, right? Like you can't just, you don't just get big. Like, I mean, you know, that that's all BS as far as I'm concerned. Like that's not what you should bet on. 
And so the question is, do I have a unique insight? Like, do I start by, by monetizing my enthusiasm and to a small community? Do I start by monetizing some expertise I'm bringing to the table? You know, I think we don't do enough of that kind of planning with creators. Um, You know, Heather, I think does a good job of this and she's advising her clients, but, but this part is missing, I think, um, because right now there's this false notion of get big, get rich. Right. Is sort of the overarching strategy, but I don't think that that's true anymore. It's definitely not true. I mean, there's so many stories you read about, again, a New York Times article I was reading where some per- somebody had a million followers on pick whatever platform and <laughs> someone pulls up to like get lunch and that person is serving them. And they're like, wait, how right. are you like a million <laughs> followers and you are- Expectation you know, reality. Yeah. Yeah. So no, you guys are totally right. And, um, you know, and, and, the, and the flip side is too, right? Like where you can have someone who has no followers, but is a millionaire because they right. are able smart. to- They're smart, right? They've experimented. And so, listen, I mean, at the end of the day, a lot of these creators are entrepreneurs, or at least they're entrepreneurial. And being an entrepreneur, as you guys know, is a lot of experiments. It's you got to find out what your product market fit is, your founder market fit, your creator market fit. So whether you are good on YouTube versus TikTok or whether you are a writer versus whatever, you got to find out what that niche is, that niche product is for you. And so I totally encourage all creators to find out what that is. And diversified income stream. Um, I do it myself, right? You got to have yeah. a, something, as we saw in the pandemic, stuff can get shut down. Yeah. If we, if we tell everybody to diversify your bonds, why would you not diversify your number one revenue source? Yeah. No, we, so, and we are coming close on time. It's been such yeah. a, an interesting conversation, but I, yeah, we yeah. do have one question that we want to, we try to ask at the end okay. um, for everyone. Uh, it's a new trend starting today. Um, <laughs> but um, we always it, ask it. We've done it in random places, but now we're trying to do it at the end. But what advice do you have for builders trying to help creators advance their efforts? Right. So now, you know, um, and in particular, I think, you know, someone who's trying, you know, inserting themselves kind of at the nexus of like, you know, people of color and sort of like seeing the kinds yeah. of challenges they're having. How do how do builders one, not build bias into the things they're making, right? And then also, I guess the second part is just broadly speaking, are there capabilities that you still feel are missing that you haven't seen someone servicing yet? Ooh, great question. Um, so my advice to builders would be to, at least in the beginning, to like niche down, meaning like you can't serve everybody. So, you know, can you mention like, hey, like what is your target? De- or what is your go to market? You know, ours now has to be, you know, black creators. Um, I think I see a lot of creators that are uh, builders that fail to kind of figure out what exactly their niche is and you can't serve everybody. So I'd say that. Um, and then particular, and then particularly as things that are needed to better serve creators of color, I think we have to figure out discovery. You know, there's been so much beef across the board, not just from creators of color around with the algorithm and how fickle I fickle. When you say discovery, can you unpack that just a little? Yeah. I just think depending on the platform, it's just hard. Like I think TikTok does a great job, but like I'm just using, using OnlyFans. So that's top of mind for me right now. OnlyFans discovery is horrible. You know, my firm, we are working with them. On a lot there's of no, things. there's no discovery, right? I mean, exactly, right? there's no discovery. Um, and even on YouTube, you know, if I watch two videos, God forbid, one of them is like QAnon, and before you know it, I'm indoctrinated with <laughs> QAnon videos. So there has to be some kind of like better way to find people um, to, you know, again, I'm not an AI scientist, but there's got to sure. be a better way to like make the algorithm a little bit more equitable and, you know, a little bit better for most people. Um, and then I think your second question was around, oh yeah, like what other advice I would give people is be super empathetic, you know, 
for me, I'm not directly connected to creators outside the Black Creator Crew, but you know, my ears and heart are open to their concerns and needs, right? Um, something as simple as how do I fix this thumbnail can mean, oh my God, now I'm getting discovered and now that means food on my table, right? And so you can't take those small things um, inconsequentially because those things can mean a lot. And you know, for me, I'm fortunate enough that I have a great job and I don't have to worry about buying a camera for $200, but if I'm an 18 year old kid, you know, creating great content out of my mom's bedroom, that $200 might be months yeah. of work. Yeah. So that's the stuff I don't take, like, I, I don't take lying down. And so you have to be super empathetic in terms of how you build stuff that is, uh, you know, relevant for these creators. Hmm. So Stephen, how do we, where do people find more information about what you're doing and how yeah. they can help? Yeah. So blackcreatorcrew.com is the best way, you know, sign up there, you know, again, we're still fielding, you know, requests and everything else like there. So just be patient with us. This is, as I mentioned, a labor of love as we have our day jobs and side hustles as well, too. I'm on Twitter at Steven Simono. Um, I have a LinkedIn, but I don't think anyone is on LinkedIn. Um, <laughs> well, I mean, that's well, where I post my stories right now. Exactly. So exactly. Someone's going to find you. Exactly. Yeah. Which, which I think actually is a very underrated opportunity for people who like want to get their voice out there LinkedIn because there's just so much garbage out there that if yeah. you are co coherent and value add, <laughs> you can add a lot of value. For sure. For sure. Well, um, Stephen, I can say certainly you have Ken and I as allies to, to help in any way we can. Um, we certainly Likewise. hope that you, will, you will join us as well for the new show soon. A thousand percent. Um, we'd love to have a, we, we the, honestly, the thing that's holding us up from starting is we want to make sure we have a lineup of, uh, creators who want advice first right, right. before we actually, um, commit to, to starting that new show up, but, uh, we will definitely be pinging you and bringing you into the fold for more and more of the things we're doing as well. And awesome. be sure to check about the dress code in advance. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, hey guys, this is, this is my first live blog podcast whatever you want to call it so appreciate oh get out time. all right yeah. well we we appreciate you spending that time with us appreciate um, appreciate so thank you everybody uh while we are here let me how do i get these these uh things right here we go bob so next week um we do have our friend jim lauderback will be joining us from vidcon uh we've had to reschedule you know it's so amazing right ken like <laughs> when we started this, we had no idea like if we could figure out next week and now we're figuring out November. Right. Um, yeah. and uh, I, I'm like Jim, thinking like, do we have more people? Are we already, should we be thinking about December right now? Oh, by the way, I did just fill November 3rd also. Oh my um, goodness. So, uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, Jim is going to be joining us next week, uh, for an interview. And we're going to be following up and talking, you know, if you have questions, by all means, shoot them over to us over from our created.show. You can, there's a question box there. Uh, of course, you feel free to email us uh, if that is more helpful. Uh, but Jim will be joining us next week. We'll be talking about VidCon. We're talking about virtual. We're talking about a lot of things, um, a lot of interesting things to, to go over with Jim as well. Uh, and of course, you know, the show continues, right? So we'll see you on Friday for Creative Briefs. Uh, we have Lillian Scott from the Lillipad Network on the 15th, Josh Constein on September 22nd, uh, and then Justin Moore on September 29th. Uh, like I said, we are booked up all the way through November third, I believe right now. Yep, um, awesome. but if you'd like to join afterwards now, not, not to say though, that oh, when we launch the new show, uh, creators can get on anytime and mm -hmm. they'll be able to pop in and just get advice from our, our, our friends. But if you do want to be a guest, um, or think someone that, you know, could be a good guest, uh, send them over to createeconomy.com slash guest list. That's going to be the best way to find it. We are not doing after dark today because I have to run downtown to do a pitch on zealous. So, 
Um, we will be back next week for that, but we'll see you Friday for sure. Steven, thank you once again. It was yes. a true pleasure having you here with us. Um, we welcome it. Uh, really informative. And I hope everyone uh, is opening their eyes and thinking a little bit harder about how we can help other creators out. And with that, I will say goodbye. Ken, any last words? Uh, not much, but thanks very much, Stephen, for, for joining us. Thanks, everyone, for joining us. We'll see you on Friday at 8 a.m. for talking about the creator news, and it'll be a great one. 8 a.m. Pacific time. 8 a.m. Right. Pacific. Yeah. <laughs> All right, everyone. Bye-bye. <laughs> we'll see you soon.